Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne, and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real-life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. Okay, so today we are chatting all about athletes who are too hard on on themselves. So athletes, if you are here, parents, if you're here, um, and you've got an athlete that is, you know, this is very common, okay? So too hard on themselves, meaning they're constantly beating themselves up for mistakes that they've made. Once they, you know, get done with a practice or a game, it's only focusing on what went wrong rather than, you know, anything that went right. And then we're also getting into some perfectionism here because we um, do kind of feel like they go hand in hand. And we'll get into that in a second. But perfectionism, the feeling that everything needs to be perfect or it's not good enough. Okay, so kind of like all or nothing thinking. And if things aren't perfect, then it's pretty much a failure. And this can result in athletes not taking risks because they're too afraid to fail. It can result in athletes feeling just kind of always defeated, like they're never good enough. And it actually stops athletes from making progress towards their goals. So we do think that they kind of go in hand in hand, that perfectionistic tendencies and, you know, just being really hard on themselves. So we're going to kind of dive into this a little bit. Okay. First thing though, before we get into it, what we know for sure, and this is what we talk about almost every time when we do our trainings, is um, these two foundational concepts, right? The first one is that we know that elite performance and confident athletes need three things to get there. They need knowledge of their sport, right? The ins and the outs of their sport, you know, and that's specific to each one. They need physical training, right? So they need to get in the gym. They need the reps. That's what practice is for. And then they also need mental training, So in order for the physical and the training and the knowledge of the sport to really click in order to get them to their potential, they also need to get their minds on board in order to allow that to happen. So that's what we we really not just believe, but we know to be true. And the second thing is that our thoughts equal our feelings. Okay. Our thoughts literally change the biochemistry in our body and allow us to feel differently. And we act based on how we feel. And then our actions give us our results. So we really know that our thoughts are important and what we're dwelling on really, really matters. So athletes that are dwelling in the past always and always worried about their mistakes that they've made and just beating themselves up constantly, we know that they're not getting the best results on the court or the field or the mat or wherever they are. Okay, We know that for sure. So that's why we want to get into this today. So when we talk about perfectionism, we are talking about a rigid commitment to unrealistic standards, all right? And often this results in being overly critical of oneself. So if you're an athlete or athletes, if you're watching right now or watching right now, if you feel any of these things like overly upset or anxious about mistakes, maybe you have some procrastination and this isn't just procrastination like most teenagers have. This is like putting off things because you want it to be perfect, right? Like you don't even want to start because if it's not going to be perfect, it's not worth it. Okay. Easily frustrated or giving up easily, chronic fear of embarrassment, refusal to try new things, or this all or nothing attitude that I was talking about before. And then just kind of like meltdowns when things don't go perfectly. Okay. It's like, I just didn't, I didn't get that right. I didn't get that right. And if it's not perfect, it's 
it's kind of a waste. Why even try if it's not, if I can't get it perfect? Okay. So that's when we talk about perfectionism, that's what we're talking about. And when I speak with athletes, what's interesting is that a lot of athletes hate the perfectionism. However, they feel like it's necessary in order to be successful. So it's kind of this double-edged sword that they feel like they just have to live with. They're like, well, I don't like perfectionism because I don't like how it makes me feel, but it's how I'm going to become a great athlete. If I don't hold myself to these like super, super high standards, I just have to do it. All right. There's another way that's not true. All right. There is a way to be successful in their sports uh, and in life without having to be overly critical or feeling like everything has to be perfect. Okay. And that's where healthy striving comes in. So we talk about healthy striving as the ability to work towards goals and standards um, and expectations, but also the ability to adjust course when needed and use failure as feedback, use mistakes to get better, to see the big picture. So not just focusing on everything negative and basically beating themselves up for things that go wrong. Okay. So healthy striving is what we want to aim for. We don't want to say to athletes, no, just lower your expectations. You know, like you'll be good. Let's just make sure that you don't have any goals and then, then you won't feel like a failure, right? That's not what we're saying. Okay. We want our athletes to have high standards for themselves. We want them to have goals. We want them to have a vision of who they want to be. We want them to work hard every day to get there. We also want them to know that mistakes and failure and is part of getting there. And it's part of how we get good. So there's three main things that I, when we work with athletes on perfectionism and being too hard on themselves, there's three main things that we, that we do. So the first thing that I want athletes to do, okay, is to list, like take time to list all of the expectations that they have for themselves. Okay. And these are internal expectations and external. What I mean by that is what are these expectations that they're putting on themselves? Like just by themselves. They don't know where they came from, but they're just thinking like, yeah, I always have to score at least 15 points in a game. Or I really feel like I can't make any mistakes in a competition. All right. Maybe that's an expectation that they put on themselves. They don't know where it came from, but that's just an expectation that they have for themselves. And then external expectations are the ones that are coming from other people. All right. So maybe they're, they're real or imagined. Okay, from parents or from coaches or from trainers or from their teammates, you know, either somebody said this to them or they feel like their coach or their parent or whatever is expecting them to do something. Okay. So like do a laundry list, write out all of those expectations. It's just really important that they are honest with themselves and get that out. Like, do they have an expectation for themselves that they need to compete perfectly and not make more than two errors in a match? I've spoke with athletes who that's something that they have a standard for themselves. And it's often really, really impossible to achieve, but we're going to write it down anyways. Okay. I call this next step like 1A because it's still part of A or still part of step one. And that's discard, like cross out any strict or meaningless expectations. So as athletes are going through that list that they've written down of like expectations they have for themselves. And maybe one of those expectations is like playing college or get recruited or, you know, whatever it is, it's totally up to the athletes. They're going to cross out ones that are like, yeah, that one, it's an expectation, but it's something that doesn't matter to me. And I don't even know why I'm holding on to it. Okay. Cross it out. And then the other one I want to add on here is like really unrealistic ones. So if there's anything like make zero mistakes, 
we know that mistakes are what equals growth in our sport. And so we need to like erase any of those or cross out the ones that are just like requiring athletes to make no mistakes. We know that's how we grow. And then circle the ones that do matter. So as athletes are going through and they're reading their expectations they have for themselves, if there's one that's ones that stick out, they're like, yeah, I like, I believe this is really important to me and it's really important to my growth. Have them circle or highlight those ones. Okay. So that's step one is list them all out. Cross out the ones that don't matter. Okay. Circle the ones that do. Step two is turn all of the circled ones into process oriented goals. So process oriented means just like it sounds that their goals are focused on the process to get them to where they want to be. Oftentimes expectations are focused on the outcome. So it's like, I need to score 10 points a game. They're all based on stats and, you know, outcomes and all of these things that happen out like at the end of a match or a game. We want to break it down to the process that will get them there. Okay. So say in volleyball, if one of the outcome goals was, I expect myself to get 15 kills a game. Okay. We're going to, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it can limit you, right? It can both limit because what if you could get more than 15 kills? And then it will automatically lead to disappointment too. Like, because you have this arbitrary number that you're trying to get to. And there's so many factors that go into that. Like maybe you're not the hot hitter that night and somebody else is converting because they have a weaker blocker on that side. Or, you know, the ref is, you know, making calls that are influencing the game. You know, there's just so many factors. So we're going to focus on the process. So you're going to pick out one thing that will actually help get that outcome. So maybe that is, I will get available for a reset. Okay. That would be a process oriented goal, get available for every set. And so that's what, that's what the athlete's focusing on. The athlete's not focusing on getting a kill. The athlete is focusing on getting available for every set. Okay. So do that for whatever works for whatever sport competition um, that your athlete is involved in, but focus on turning those outcome goals into process goals. What are the steps that are going to get you there? And just pick one. And that is where the focus is going to go. Okay, so that's step two. Step one is list all the expectations, cross out the ones that don't matter, circle the ones that do. Step two is once you have a list of a few things that you're like, yeah, these really matter to me, turn them into process oriented goals. Okay. And the last one, Critique, not criticize performance. So this one's really important, especially for those athletes who are constantly beating themselves up after practice or after matches. So there's a difference between critiquing and criticizing. Critiquing um, is based on facts, all right? Like I missed three shots, okay? Or I, I missed three serves. Criticizing is I had a horrible game, all right? Criticizing is I did not play to my potential and I'm a terrible player. Okay. I don't even know if I want to step out on the court again. I don't know if I want to even go to practice the next day. Okay. So criticizing has a lot of judgment in it. All right. So when we criticize ourselves, we are judging ourselves and there's a lot of emotion, like a charged emotion with that. And it's hard to find our way out of it. All right. So critiquing, on the other hand, is just based on facts, okay? All right, these are the areas that I did not do as well in as I, as I hoped, and here's my action plan to get better for the next practice. So athletes in our program go through this process with their post-competition routines where they really just evaluate and critique their performance and then come up with a plan on how they're going to improve. 
And that's all like that leads to confidence because it's like, well, yeah, I didn't do as well in this area, but I did really well in these other areas. Okay. So we're focusing on that too. And here's my plan at the next practice to work on this. So they feel confident because they're like, well, I've picked out areas where I did well. Here's a couple areas where I can improve. And here's my plan. Whereas when we get into criticizing, it's just like, that's when the spiral happens. And we're like, I didn't play well. I'm judging myself. And you know, I don't want to play anymore. So we want to make sure that we are separating that and we're critiquing, basing it on facts instead of criticizing performance. Okay. So those are the three, um, the three quick things that I work with any athlete who is having a hard time with perfectionism or being hard on themselves. So first list all those expectations, get them all out on paper, cross out the ones that don't matter. You're not worried about those anymore. Circle the ones that do the ones that are circled. We're going to make process oriented goals. Okay. And then lastly, we're going to critique, not criticize performance. All right. So when we perform, whether it's practice or a match, we're going to pick out three things that we did really well. One thing that we can improve on, and we're going to base it on facts so that we can make a plan to get better. Okay. Bonus is ensure athletes have a vision of who they want to become. So we've talked about this recently and, you know, Average athletes tend to look to the past to determine how they're going to play and perform, right? So they're always dwelling on mistakes. They're always worried about how they performed and it's just always in the past, okay? Elite athletes, and we know the athletes that are able to have a good level of healthy striving are always looking to a vision of who they want to become. And this vision is specific, all right? In the program, we call it our inner elite competitor. And this is a vision of an athlete that they want to be in the future. And so they're always like, they're always pointed in that direction towards this vision. And so when mistakes and setbacks happen, they know like, well, it's a part of the process and I'm still aiming up here rather than just looking at the mistakes as debilitating. Okay. So it's really important that athletes have a vision of who they want to become. Okay. So first list all those expectations, get them all out on paper, cross out the ones that don't matter, circle the ones that do the ones that are circled. We're going to make process oriented goals. And then lastly, we're going to critique not criticize performance, a vision of who they want to become. Alrighty. Okay, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening, moms. Now, don't forget to head over to trainhergame.com to check out that free training for sports mom. This is the training where we break down exactly what you can say and do to help your daughter come back from those mistakes, release the pressure, flip her negative mindset, so that she can stop being overly critical of herself and play to her potential. Let's ditch this not knowing what to say dilemma for good and start getting your daughter to believe in herself as much as you do. Now that's at trainhergame.com. Go ahead and go there to choose your date and time and I'll see you there.